He will give you everything you need to make it happen. He will fight your battles. He will pay your bills. He will feed you when you're hungry. He will give you friends when you lose friends because of your purpose. He will be there in the midnight hour. He will give you peace. He will give you power. He will give you protection. He will take care of you. He will guard your back. He will take care. Have I got a witness in here that the Lord will make a way somehow? Yo, my peoples, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, yo, we back. It's your boy, Silverback Chronicles Podcast. It's your boy, Big H. I got my brother, Dre. I'm here. All day. That's it. Triple C. Yo. What's good? Maintaining and chilling. My man. Ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing? Another blessed week. We appreciate you. We love you. It's episode 85, Ochenta y Cinco. You heard? We just living. We enjoying. We we living. We enjoying ourselves. And uh, thank you. We appreciate you. Keep tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Real quick, let's get into our sponsors. Shout out to my brother Charlie Schultz, Berman and Darby, B E R M A N D A R B Y dot com. Berman and Darby, number one law firm in the state of Maryland. If you want to reach out to him, don't forget his phone number. It's 410-769-5400. 410-769-5400. Call my boy Charlie Schultz, and he'll take care of you. If you get injured at work or if you have a personal injury, doesn't matter. He's going to make sure you're squared away. We appreciate you, my brother. Give a shout-out to the Atlas Group. Give a shout-out to Bond House. Give a shout-out to Fells Point. Let's keep it beautiful. Let's keep it sexy. Baltimore, we love you. Anything else, Dre? Shout out to Ken. All day. Fat Hill. Fat Hill. Shout out to the whole city. How about that? You know who I'm not going to shout out? Tell you not going to shout the out. Motherfuckers that drive in the fast lane taxi. Get the fuck out of the way. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Please, I got, I got places to go. I got shit to do. And you over here texting in the fast lane. Like, come on, man. But other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Going through it, man. <laughs> Dre has uh, been through it today. It's a lot going on. What happened, bro? What it's, been, it's, been, it's been hectic a uh, couple weeks, man. Right. It's all good. It's all gonna. It's all gonna come to an end. It's always it's gonna, gonna be come beautiful. To an end. Shout out to us. We're gonna have a relaunch on the website. Yes. Uh, yes. You know Polo shirts. Yeah. New T-shirts. Right. When you go to Top Golf, you in there looking fly. Then everybody know you still a gorilla. Don't play with me. Bring my kids their chicken fingers and french fries. And french fries. With ketchup. Right. And that's it. And that's it. T-shirts, more hats. More love. And more love. That's it. All right, my peoples, we're about to get into it. Listen, we got another fire episode. We got another brother from another on the job. And this man has phenomenal experience. He's going to talk all about it momentarily with no further ado ladies and gentlemen our special guest is detective josh 
who? No other than Fiddler. Fiddler on the roof. What's up, bro? What's going on, gentlemen? Glad you could make it. Glad you could have me. It's a, it's a pleasure, bro. So listen, where you from, bro? Born and raised? Just south of Baltimore. Really? Yep, Anne Arundel County. Grew up near BWI Airport. Nice, nice. How was life growing up there? Yeah. Never want a- you never wanted to do uh, a county. Honestly, I'm in the city because they called me first. My man. They called me first, so that's how I ended up here. Like most of us, of yep. course. And I don't regret it. Hell no, I don't regret it. No, it's fun. It, it is. is. Fun. It is fun. You know the stuff that we do in the city. You can't do anywhere else. Right. Five years experience in the city equals fifteen easily out in the county. Absolutely. So why Baltimore City for you? What what, what does it for you? How much time you got on now? Thirteen. I'm in my thirteenth year. Nice. Beautiful. Damn. How's life been? (laughs) It's been good. I've done. I've been able to do a lot of things within the department. Like I've moved a lot. Not really moved, but you know, I've had the opportunity to work in different positions. Right. Within the department. Uh, How long was you on patrol for? Which time? What was your first wow. district? Your very first district. I was in the Eastern at first. Mm-hmm. I did a year in patrol there. Went to VSID. And uh, what's VSID? So VSID was everybody the, knows. VSID was the Violent Crime Impact Section, which was the citywide gun and drug squad. Nice. Uh, it was a lot of fun back in the day, but that was the tip of the spear. Policing has changed a lot since then. Of course, it has. During that time, what was your main objective? Main objective was we had Freddie Bielfeld. Can I say that? Yeah, he's retired. retired. He's retired. He's a good commissioner. Absolutely. We had Fred Bielfeld as the commissioner, and his whole goal was getting bad guys with guns. He was on the news all the time. We need to get out there and get the bad guys with guns. And that's what... We did. We would go out. We would be aggressive. We would go after the bad guys with guns. You guys know a lot of times there's drugs involved with guns. There's guns involved with drugs. Of course, Just, absolutely. So we would go after the guns and the drugs. Absolutely. That's, that's uh, a marriage. That's a that's a couple right there. That's a, yeah, a match made in heaven. Yeah. Drugs and guns. It's it's sad that you that they're so intertwined. Right. Like it, it's just the violence in the city is just unbelievable and it's heartbreaking. You wow. know what? Uh, a tribute to him. Crime did get reduced. Yes, it did. Absolutely. Yes, it about. did. I mean, what was that? One of the lowest numbers in a while. For a while. So, 2000, 2011, everybody got a ribbon for record low homicides. Yep. Yeah. It was like 178 or something. Yeah, that's the year. lowest it's ever it, been. It was... Really low. Since I came for, for Baltimore numbers, that was extremely low. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then a couple of years later, things changed, and then homicides went right back, back up. up again. And it, I think it's been three plus like every year. Mm-hmm. Every, think, every, every year since. Touch, I think this year they're going to touch four. The, yeah. uh, the pace is at? Uh, yeah. 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 100%. What made you want to be a police officer? Any uh, family members or anything you saw, like a TV show or? No, not really. Okay. Just, uh, I was in the military before. Okay. What Thank branch? You I was in the Army. Most of my time was done in the National Guard. Nice. Um, How was that? It wasn't bad. How many years did you do that? 
20 years and five months. Get wow. the fuck out of yeah. here. Get out of here. Yep. Retired from it. Wow. Thank you for your service, yeah. bro. Thank you. Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Thank Colonel, Sergeant Major? No, no, no. Okay. Nothing, nothing that important. Uh, but the, just something inside of me. Just I kind of had a lure to police work. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day I was actually working active duty with the National Guard. I was doing recruiting. And I had a couple PG County recruiters come into my office. And they're like, hey, have you ever thought about being police? Mm. I was like, actually, I have. So he gave me an application. I filled it out. I put it in. And a friend of mine is with PG County. Mm. And he told me, he was like, listen, don't put all your eggs in one basket. If you're going to apply somewhere, apply to a bunch of places. Don't count on just one to call you back. So I was like, all right. So I put applications out to a bunch of different departments. So going through the process, PG County and Baltimore City were neck and neck. Like I'd go to one part of the recruitment for one. The other department would call me and I'd do the same. And it was just... Neck and neck. Neck and neck, moving real fast, Mm -hmm. real fast up the ladder. And then PG County had some money issues years ago. It was 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. They They had furloughs. They shut a bunch of stuff down. My background investigator called me. He was like, listen, we're having cutbacks. We're going to cut back on hiring. We're having a freeze. You want me to keep you in the process when we start back up. So I said, sure. So PG County froze, Baltimore County kept, or Baltimore city kept moving. So Baltimore city called me one day and they're like, Hey, congratulations. You made it through the process. So I was actually in the Academy for the city. PG County called me and was like, Hey, you want to continue with the hiring process? And I told him, I was like, I'm already in the Academy for Baltimore city. The guy wished me luck. Mm. Wish me a great career, and then I went back to the academy. Nice, damn, thirteen years on now. Yep. So during that time you was in Visa, what? Are, I'm pretty sure you had some close encounters. How was that? Real life, and it's like, all right, I got a gun. I see a gun. Now we got drugs. How was the uh, opposition? How was the uh, the bad guy towards you? How, how were those encounters? There were some that got a little hairy. Anyone in particular that you would like to speak about? Because you know the world loves stories. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you learn from me? Paint that picture. Paint that picture. What did you learn from me? Or just, oh, oh, how, how was the Academy in that same scenario? And now it's real life. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so. Was it a pucker situation? <laughs> There was a few pucker situations. Uh, actually, my first night in VSID, I'm brand new to a squad. I don't know anybody there. New sergeant, new squad members. And it's like uh, the jokes and like the way they are. It's just crazy. You're like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, so <laughs> we had a homicide up in Darley Park. And I've, just like you guys, I've seen death i've been around it i've experienced it just you see it but this one kind of sticks with me like mm. you everybody gets one that mm-hmm. kind of sticks with you so this guy everybody in the neighborhood said he was just a good guy like he wasn't out starting trouble he was he had his little hustle he sold cds i guess there was 
somebody had a problem with him, and they shot him. Well, when we got there, he was still alive. The medics were working on him. He took a round to the chest. Mm. So I'm watching the medics work on him, and as I'm standing next to the medic trying to kind of figure out the scene, the situation, what's going on, I, I watched this guy just the life leaves him while I'm standing right next to the medic. And he, as he's dying, he's grabbing at the medic because he knows he's dying. And that's one of the ones that probably sticks with me the most, just because this guy knows he's dying and he's just grabbing at the medic. Just, please help me. Please help me. And just to watch the life leave this guy. Mm. And for him to be just what the neighborhood said, he was just a, a good guy. Like he was the guy that everybody liked to talk to. He wasn't up to no good. He wasn't starting trouble. He wasn't into the game. He wasn't into violence, nothing like that. But for some reason, somebody felt the need to shoot him. Wow. Mm. Cowards. Yeah, absolutely. So that night, we we found a house where the shooter ran into. We go in. We secure the house. There's two people in the house that are totally unrelated. It, it was their roommate that actually had done the shooting. Mm. So we go in, we secure the house, we hold the house. We're there all night. Like, we're literally there until the sun comes up the next morning, and then we're working into the next morning. So we go, we're waiting for homicide to write the search warrant on the house So before we can go in and search it. There's a police-involved shooting on the other side of the city. Homicide's handling that instead of what we're sitting on. So we're just sitting there forever. It's just The night is just dragging on. So finally the sun comes up, homicide comes back with the search warrant. We go and search the house. We search the house and it's we're digging the house apart and we're like really digging and digging and we're not finding anything. So one of my partners from when I was in VC, one of the guys that became my partners, he found a gun on top of the back porch wrapped in a t-shirt and just kind of like thrown in the corner. It was like the last place we were going to check, like last-ditch effort. Hey, there's a T-shirt on the back. Let's check that. So he climbed out on the back porch, and that was the gun. That was the weapon. So the two people that lived in the house, they ended up flipping on the shooter. They gave him up. They were able to solve the murder. I don't know anything about what happened to it after that. But that was the one that sticks with me, just standing there watching this guy grasp at the medics because he knows that he's dying. He, he knows that it's inevitable and the medic can't do anything to help him. But last-ditch effort, he's just trying to hold on. Yeah. It's crazy that you say that because the fact that you said um, you you watched this guy, like his death yeah. like leave, his life leave the body. You know, yeah. like in cartoons, remember like Bugs Bunny? Right. It is like the soul leaves. Right, the, the soul lifts and floats up. Like, you know, most civilians, they don't know that that's real. Yeah. That really happens. And it's probably the scariest. It's some shit that, like, you're not supposed to see. Right. When you see that shit, like, when people literally die in front of you, you see that. You happen. see the life leave them. Like, you do. It's right. the weirdest thing. These kids now that they shoot, the shooter, I'm a shooter, I'm a shooter. Right. They're shooting from across the street. Right. By the time they turn around, the body, like, you know, the body's hitting the floor and they're already gone. They right. don't know what happens to right. a human body when and around 
causes that body to die. Right. That's why they're out here doing whatever they're doing because they don't stick around. Right, like they that. don't understand it. They don't. Like back in the day, you know, like um, contract killers, both sides of it. You know, make sure that this is it. Make sure this is the person because you don't want to do that to an innocent person. Right. But but it's true, though. I've, yeah, yep. it's tough. It's you tough. Know, that's a perfect segue. It's funny how when you said that was one of the uh, toughest things you had to deal with. It made me think of, um, I got a call, and uh, I was in the, I was working patrol in the Northeast, and uh, it was a homicide. So I get there, I get inside, and there's a, um, there's a gentleman, older male, and he's in the middle of the floor. Older guy, he had to be in like his 60s, 70s. And uh, he was cut from the neck, like you can see the you can see the gas marks, and he's just sitting in the pool of blood. So it must like, have been. Like he's sitting or he's laying down. No, nah, he's laying down. Okay. Like on face, the floor. face first on the floor, mm. and you see the cuts from like from from his neck, and you see the cuts on his arm, his wrist, and I'm like, what? It's just it's like a massacre. You see blood <laughs> everywhere. I mean, every fucking where on the walls. And it must have been like a group, a group home or something like that. And one of the clients, it says, yeah, the guy's downstairs. I'm like, what guy? They said, the guy that did it. So, like, my hands are standing up on the back of my neck. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is, this is about to go down. Right. So, I didn't, I didn't see any bullet holes or anything on the individual, but I definitely saw the cut marks. So, I knew a knife was involved. But, of course... It's the unknown, because my suspect is downstairs now. I don't know if this motherfucker has on him at all. Right. So me and my partner at the time, I'm not going to give his name, but uh, he got time on. We looked at each other, and it was like one of those, all right, well, there's no waiting. Let's go do what we got to do. Let's go. Right. So I know he's in the basement, so, you know, pull the guns out, go downstairs to clear. We clearing. I hear him in his room. Give him verbal commands. Tell him, yo, get out the room. Get out the room. So, slowly, he opens the door. And he had to suffer from something mentally. Because he was compliant. Compliant as hell. And you could tell his hands, he still had blood all on his hands. Like you tell, he tried to wipe it off. Right. Blood was all over his hands, his arms. And he just, like, turned around, placed him in custody. And, like, he confessed right then and there. You know, of course, we Mirandized him. But um, he just kept talking and talking and talking. And it was the craziest shit because, like, he was talking to us compliant with no problems. And he just killed the guy upstairs. It probably didn't register in his mind, like, the severity of what he had just done. Right. And it was crazy. Like, he he put the knife in one of his dresser drawers. And uh, he told, he said, what a knife is that and everything. But... Yo, this is mm. it, it fucked me up because I'm like, wow. I guess the heat of the moment was like, all right, we got to go find this guy. I know he's in the basement. I don't know where, but we got to go find this guy. Hey, you have to. And I don't know. Everything just happened so fast. Mm. And he just complied. It was crazy how, how like quickly he just complied. Right. And he knew like the problem wasn't with you. Yeah, not at all. You know. But it's like, it's like a, it's, it's like another level of urgency. I got it. It's like I got a dead body. 
Them. Oh, he's downstairs. Huh? Mm. Big ass house, three story house. Yeah, and and you're thinking to yourself, is this for real? Yeah, I'm like, is this really going down right, right. now? Wow. And it's like when they say he's downstairs, I look, like instantaneously, I look at my party, he looks at me. I'm like, yo, we got to go. Call KJ, listen. <laughs> right. <laughs> hold, hold the air. We're right. about to go clear downstairs. My suspect is downstairs in the basement. Not sure where he's at. But yeah, it was crazy. Oh, the guy, he was cut up. Mm. He, like he was just sitting in a pool of blood. So when this incident happened, I had already done like a year, year and a half in patrol. Mm -hmm. So I had already been around shootings and homicides and stuff like that. But it's this one. This is the one that sticks with me. Mm. Like everybody talks about the one or two that sticks with them. This is one that sticks with me. So to get back on to the subject of what we did when I was in VSID. So like a shooting or a homicide would come out. The patrol units would go to the scene. They would secure the scene and they would handle the scene of the shooting or the homicide. Our job was we would go into hunt mode. We weren't going to the scene to secure the scene or handle anything no. there. We were surrounding. We were we were like sharks in water. Absolutely. We're circling the scene. We're looking for the, the suspect. suspect. We're, we're looking for the guy trying to leave the area with the gun. Absolutely. Do you miss that? The hunt mode? I do. I loved it. it ain't nothing I like loved it. it. It's nothing like that. It ain't nothing I, like I absolutely it. loved it. When it's you do like, it the right way, uh, it's like when a hunt is on, it's like another gear. Yeah. It's like game mode. Your eyes are Let's like, go. You see everything. But you know what? Everybody can't do that. No, not everybody. So it's a certain individual. Hemingway said it, said it best. And I'm going to paraphrase here because I can't I, I can't remember quote. the exact mm -hmm. quote, but it's there's no hunting like the hunting of armed men. Mm. Once you hunt armed men, mm. you'll never want to do anything. Like nothing else. Will satisfy yeah. Nothing will satisfy. Like it's Hemingway said that. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes, there, he did. There's there's such a rush to it, right. and when it comes together, and when you actually find the guy, and you get the gun, and you get the suspect, the detectives come out. And all the pieces fall into place. Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's no bigger satisfaction right. knowing that you just got this guy who just shot or killed somebody right. and you took part in capturing him. Hell yeah. There's, there's nothing like it. Wow. For me, I love, I used to love when like the families are like, thank you, detective. Like, yeah. And you get them. Like, thank you. Especially like, you know, every family has that guy that wants to handle it on his own right. but maybe mom or grandma's like no let the police give them a chance and right. then you could like prove that kid you know because usually the guy that it wants to handle it on his own he's not believing that you could do it right so when you come back and you give that good news he's looking at you different like right yeah all right and the you thing with that too like once word gets out that you got this guy or you're good at doing your job or you're effective right. word gets through the neighborhood oh, absolutely yeah they know like, that it's gonna get done but I, Hemingway did say that yep. there's nothing better than that you know damn storytelling it's like you tell these stories and automatically my shits pop up in the head that's how I was yeah, that's right <laughs> so I got um, I got another one right so it's on we on Charlie shift late night it must have been like 10 like 9.30 Armed robbery comes out. Some old co-worker, um, older guy, he got time on. He responded to it. So he gives he gives the 36. He gives the description out to the, sub, to the subject in reference. He's got the complainant. So he said, 
suspect went this way. He's on, um, what is he on? He's on Sinclair, Archbishop Curley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sinclair and, um, what is that? Sinclair and um, Bel Air Road. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right there on the corner. So he gives, he gives the description of the subject. And I'm canvassing. Me and, of course, other groups, you know, other officers, they're canvassing for the individual. So fled off on a bike. I forgot what, what, what clothing description he had on. So right there, Archbishop Curley, is a bus stop there. So I see <laughs> I see the guy. I see the bike on the on the fucking ground. I see the face mask that he had on. I see the face mask. I see everything on him. And I'm in the I'm in the uh I'm in the Ford Explorer. So I see it. I do a U-turn. As soon as I do the U-turn, he takes the shit off and throw it and throw it over the fence of Archbishop Curley. So I see it. I'm looking dead at him. So on the on the air, it came out as an armed robbery, and he had a gun on him. So I'm like, all right, this motherfucker, I know he got a gun. So he throws it, he throws it over the fence, and the bike is right next to him. So I'm calling units, you know, to come to, to come to my location. I already gave 36. I'm like, this is the guy. So I get out the car. I don't want to wait no more. I, I should have just waited, but I, I said, fuck it. Let me just get out. I, it's, it's like the hunt was on. So as soon as he saw me, I pulled my gun out. I said, let me see your fucking hands right now. And there's like seven other civilians that's just on the bus stop. So he's looking at me with his eyes wide open and he's doing this shit. I said, let me see your fucking hands right now. And he kept doing the, you know, the iffy shit. No, it's like, I didn't. Let me see your hands. Yeah, he's buying time. And shit. Right. So I know he's thinking too much, but I want to get hands on him. I said, get down on the ground. As soon as I said, get this motherfucker, take off running. I said, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> yep. so he take off running, right? So I'm running. We Now we on Bel Air Road going, uh, we going eastbound. On Bel Air, no, no. North yeah, on, yeah, no, 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 not Bel Air. We's on um, Sinclair. Not Sinclair. I got your map. Erdman. No, Erdman. we's on Erdman going Erdman. eastbound on Erdman. Okay. So we running. I got my gun. I had to holster up. He's going in, weaving inside the traffic. I'm weaving inside the traffic. Then I saw him jump over something. So obviously I know a fucking hill. Something's coming. Hitting potholes. I'm trying to get over there. So I jump along with him. I'm like, damn. So he kept going. So now he gets behind a, um, what was it? It was an old building. It was a gate. And it was an old building. And it was dark behind there. So as he gets over the gate, I'm like, damn. My sixth sense was like, Ralph, stop right now. I said, because if I try to get over this gate, I know he's got a gun. He sees me. I can't see him because it's dark right, right behind him. I said, he's going to shoot the fuck out of me if I try to get over this fence. So my sixth sense told me to just stop. So I stopped and I waited for Eunice to come. Because right now, he could see me. I can't see him. And um, Eunice came and we just swarmed the area. He, he got away. I don't know how he got away, but he got away. I lost my badge and everything on a foot pursuit, and um, but that was there was one of those. It, it was a story that, it, it like, it was on, it was on, and anything could have happened if I went over that fence. But it's a dark. It was dark. I couldn't yep. see nothing. You made the best decision, right? So I just said, let me just. I, I got to wait until you know the cavalry comes. But like like you said, Dre, there's nothing like it. Nothing. That chase. 
the chase, I, I, the rush, the thrill. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no other thrill. I know a lot of like guys chasing right bad guys. Absolutely. I know a lot of guys right now they're wearing shirt and ties. And I always ask them a question if yo, if things were to change, if you know, we could do the job that we're supposed to do. Would you go back? Each and every one of them are like, Hell yeah. Only thing is we're a little older now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't, Definitely gonna pull a hammy. Yeah. I can't run like I used to, and my knees and ankles aren't gonna hold up. Hey, yo, they say that by, by if they say Monday, oh, you guys are gonna hit the street. I say by Thursday, it's gonna be a lot of ERs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my back. Yo. It's funny though, because yeah, there's yo, there's a lot of good men that just want to chase back. Great yeah. men and women, absolutely. Right, right, right. Got yeah. some, some yeah. Clodsdales out there, yeah. man. They love that. They just want to chase yep. back. I so love to get into that. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh-huh. I actually worked for her for a short while too. Nice, really? Yeah, awesome. Yep, awesome, yep. awesome. Nah, man, police police work is 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 it's amazing. It's it's gratifying, you I, know, when you tell these people, you know. But it's just like in this particular city, I love it. That's a big playground. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. It's a playground. It's, it's a big playground that happens to be Grand Theft Auto. Right, right. How about that? I think Baltimore is what Grand Theft Auto is based on. <laughs> has to be. Has to be. <laughs> they should do a Grand Theft Auto Baltimore. Right. That, that, that would be great. <laughs> the map would be real you're, small. So you'll you never really, win like, that game. But right. it would be small, but it would be like, what is those missions? Right. And it just be missions after, after mission man. after mission. Like yeah. overloaded with missions. Right. Bro. The fucking dirt bikes would be the bonus. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, then, yo, stop giving them ideas because they're going to listen. And Somebody going to listen right. to it. Right. Baltimore. So Theft Auto. So, um, so much fun. So how long you did Visa for? I was there for about three years. Okay, and, and what was it? What would you go after that? So after that, we ha- we got a new commissioner. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but he was the commissioner during the riots. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And his goal was since we were we were very proactive, we were effective, we were in the faces of the bad guys. We generated the most complaints. So he wanted to get rid of the unit because we generated the most complaints. So he cut the unit. We went from, I think, 200 detectives. He cut it to 60. And most of those were like the task force officers. So he kept the task force guys, and then everybody else got sent in the wind. Some went to patrol. Some went to this unit, that unit. Mm -hmm. We got scattered everywhere. Could you say it went from 200 to 60? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there was like that area. When I got there, I remember. Um, he's, in the, he's a lieutenant now in the, in the southern, but he told me they were like, that yeah. unit was 300 strong. Yeah. And they were like, monsters. We, so yeah. I, I remember that commissioner's name. It was 200 investigators to squiff. <laughs> to squiff. <laughs> it was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Commissioner. <laughs> Phenomenal quiff. But <laughs> stunning. Quiff <laughs> 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 a little tame. Commissioner Q. <laughs> Big old pussyfoot. <laughs> Anywho, so back 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 on track. Yeah. So so yeah. So we all got sent different directions. I ended up back in the eastern in patrol. 
uh, and basically they put me back like I had never left because when I worked visa it was broken up east side west side right. so I worked I started patrolling the eastern I worked visa in the eastern I went back to patrolling the eastern mm-hmm. so I went back to patrol for a while and my thing even when I was in patrol the first time I was keeping track of like who the bad guys were right. I had my post and I guess the, the art of keeping a post book got lost years before I came on uh, but when I went into patrol the first time I had a really good squad like we worked we meshed really well and they taught me you need to know who your people are so I took that to heart I went out I got to know all my dope boys on the corner I got to know who the shooters were I knew who their girlfriends were, what they drove, who their grandmothers were. Like, I knew my job was to get as much information as I could on every one of them. Mm. So I put together a post book, and I had, I would print out their arrest viewer photos, and I would write notes on it. This guy runs. He's fast. He's going to run this direction. He's going to double back. He drives a blue Honda Accord, which is his girlfriend's. It's registered to... So and so. Nice. His grandmother lives at this address. And it's it's just keep my eyes open and paying attention. Just looking at what's going on. So when I went back to patrol the second time, I went right back to patrol and the major or the Eastern at the time, he's retired now. Great guy. He left the Eastern being the major. He went back to homicide as the commander there. Nice. Uh, great guy. Him and I hit it off real well. I, I can't say enough good things about him. So he knew what I was good at. So he was like, I want to make you one of my intel guys. So I partnered up with another guy who's no longer on the department, a guy named Kevin. And him and I, we worked real well. If, if a warrant came out for a shooter in the district anywhere, as soon as the warrant hit, him and I would look at each other and be like, let's go get him. We know where he is. We know what he's driving. Let's go get him. So we would go out, and we would, once again, we'd go on the hunt. And we would go hunt this guy down till we could arrest him and get him in custody. So that went on for a little bit. The captain of the Eastern at the time, he's no longer in the department anymore either. He absolutely hated me for some reason. Mm. Hated me. Absolutely hated me. This man dogged me out for years. He didn't want to see me anywhere except pushing a patrol car. Damn. So Why why, why do you have so, so much hate in his blood? I, I never figured it out. Did you have more arrest than him? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. But, so the major left, went back to homicide as the commander there. The captain took over. His first order of business was oh boy. put me back in a patrol car. Don't you, like, I seriously dislike dumb shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, because that's personal. Yep. Like, how you, like, really? You're supposed to be a leader, and you do little kid shit like that? Right. Don't Why? Me, damn. Don't let me bring out them stuff. Why? You're, you're a commander, and you're dogging out an officer. Why? For what reason? For what you're, reason? You're coming down to this level, like... Right. You know? And how is that a leader? You look like a piece of shit in front of your whole district. Like, oh, you're emotional because such and such? Right. Right. Oh, really? That's... You know what? Now you know what that does to every officer. Now they're like, "Oh, wait a minute." Well, he he wasn't very liked. Is he still? He's now with the department. No, now? he. Oh. I've heard rumors, but I was told that he was forced to resign. Did you? I, I'm his, sure of it. Did you take his girl? Is that what happened? I, 
You probably had your shirt on. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nipple earrings and shit. It's Come over here. Gun show. He's out there no, right. some army muscles no, and shit. No kidding. Somebody came to me one day. He was like, "Why does he hate you so much? You fuck his sister or something?" I, I'm sure. Of I, it. I don't know. I don't know. Who's his sister? Right. I might have. <laughs> he's just an, he's just an emotional dude. So I mean, that time works. He probably did it. Take us to the gun show, baby. I want to say you did it. But uh, <laughs> put it on. Yeah, yes. claim it. Just gotta claim it. So, <laughs> I hope you were slapping bellies for a minute too. So. Proud of you. Right. Grab that hair. Keep but, it moving. Uh, so I ended up back in patrol a third time. That was a short stay, and then I had a chance to go to citywide robbery. I knew a bunch of the supervisors there. They recommended me go there. It's when they took the robbery detectives from all over the city and moved us to citywide robbery. Yeah. Remember when they were handling street robberies, carjackings, yeah, cars, everything. Everything. Put everything together. Everything. Yeah. We handled everything. And the caseload was just ridiculous. Absolutely. Did you, like did you not like that? I liked it, but the caseload, like, you didn't have time to work a case because as you're working one, you're going to get six more. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for about seven months, and then let's rewind a little bit. When I was in patrol, either the second or third time, I got onto the police dive team. Wow, you talking. So I got onto the police dive team right before the riots. Okay. It was uh, either late 2014 or very early 2015. I explain to the world what the police dive team is. All right. So it's the underwater recovery team. We are a scuba diving team, which is tasked with recovering, rescuing either drowning victims or potential drowning victims. Ideally, we like to rescue them before they drown. But in the severe case that they do drown, we scuba dive in we recover their body return it to the family uh we also dive for evidence somebody shoots somebody throws a gun in the water they think that it disappears forever mm. but that's not the case there's guys like myself that we go in we scuba dive we try to get the gun nice uh, we have systems for doing searches they're pretty effective if we have a general idea where either the body or the gun is our search system is it has a high success rate nice I've I've witnessed that in person. Well, and yeah, was, you guys had one a couple yeah, months recently, ago. I want to get him on too. I want him to talk about that. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Super successful. Yeah. Have, have you ever found anything from the War of eighteen twelve in the Baltimore? So funny you ask that. So you know Fort Carroll's out by the Key Bridge. Yeah. So we would do training dives out there. So at one point in time, they were going to turn Fort Carroll into a casino. Mm. So they had a bunch of mock cannons that they made out of concrete, and they had uh, duck pin balls that they were going to use to simulate cannonballs. So we would go out for training dives. We'd go out there. We'd do our dive. We'd swim around, do whatever we were doing for training. And then they had these cannons that had been sitting down there since, I think, the 50s is when they were going to turn it into a casino. They weren't real cannons. They weren't operational at all they were just mock cannons just for display but they were made out of concrete they're like full size mm-hmm. and they are heavy as shit so part of our training was we would lift them and we have a system for lifting things from the bottom no matter how heavy it is we have a way to lift it so that was part of our nice. training so as we're swimming around we're finding these duck pin balls that look like cannonballs 
Mm. So it wasn't really from the War of 1812, but it's from mm. around Fort Carroll. And if somebody didn't know better, if mm. we pulled this thing from the bottom, you're like, oh, my God, you found a cannonball. Mm. That's dope. But, yeah, so we, we used to find some things around there. Okay. Did you yeah. find anything, like, crazy while you was on the... What was the, what was the weirdest thing you found while you was... There's Maybe all kinds of weird. Not looking for evidence, but you're just like, oh my God, look at what is this? You know what a putter, pucker factor is? We were diving in a quarry in the Southwest. We were helping cold case. Look I would for that word quarry. What is that? Quarry. It, it's a man-made lake, basically. Oh, it's okay. They dig it out. They fill it with water. They move dirt around. Gotcha. Whatever they do. Did something swim up next to you? You didn't expect? Worse. So as we're getting ready, I see a big turtle swimming in this pond. Turtle. A big turtle. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not gonna No problem. I'm not gonna mess with that. It's not gonna mess with me. Right. So when you're diving, generally you can't see what you're doing. I'm sure. You can't see anything. Because it's so murky, right? Well no, because that's the best water in the world to swim in, bro. It's clear. (laughs) Right. You kidding me? It's just like the Caribbean. Absolutely. (laughs) So Except it's Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Caribbean in Baltimore. Right, right. How about Absolutely. That? Yeah, Baltimore right. Caribbean. So we're swimming in water, and you can't see six inches in front of you. That's disgusting. Yeah. Carry on. So our search method, I'm swimming along, and generally, since you can't see, you'll keep one arm in front of you, and you'll kind of wave it ahead of you as you're swimming. So I'm doing that. I'm kind of reaching around. Well, I grab something, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. And I stick my thumb in a hole. Oh! And I'm like, oh shit. That, Mark! That's the turtle shell. <laughs> that's, the, that's the turtle. So the, the only thing I could think of was this, <gasps> this goddamn turtle is going to bite my thumb off. Right. And I'm like, pull my thumb or pull my hand back real quick. And I'm like, oh shit, I need to get out of here. Right. So I, I kind of like scoot away real quick and kind of continue with my search. But yeah, that, 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 made, that didn't feel good at all. That scared the shit out of me. Also. I'm sure of it. Yeah. It was probably, I don't know, maybe 14 inches long. Huh? It was decent size. It's not like a little box turtle. Right. I mean, we're talking about a big Hell wild yeah. turtle that lives in a big-ass quarry. <laughs> yeah, I got up out of there. It's like, ah, you finger-banged the turtle. I did. <laughs> All up in it. <laughs> All up in it, nice and wet. <laughs> or your partner like, hey! <laughs> Stop molesting that turtle. <laughs> You got work to do. <laughs> Help me search. Hey, it better be a branch. <laughs> That's hysterical. You better buy that thing dinner now. Right. Right. Yeah, I got better at water. Yeah, I'm, I'm, good. I'm yeah. not messing with that. No, thanks. So, like a, you have well to be. Oh, my. That's crazy. Yeah. You have, to, you have to have some real big balls to swim in some it, shit you can't see. I'll right. tell, tell you. It, Shout so, out to some, you guys. Sometimes I question myself. What the hell am I thinking? Right, because you can't see nothing. Right. I'd be scared. I can't know. No, sir. So generally, when we're diving in the inner harbor, when you first go into water, you can see two or three feet on a good day. Like, as close as you and I are sitting, I can see you. I might not be able to see clearly, but I can see your outline. I can see generally who you are. Mm -hmm. Once you hit the bottom, so in the inner harbor, the bottom is nothing but really loose silt. Like, it's just... You touch it and it just clouds up. Really? And where, it, like, where's the bottom? How right? far down is the bottom? Yeah. Well, it depends on where in the harbor we're talking. So the right. deepest part of the harbor is generally about fifty-five feet. I'm not going. Mm. No way. So there's a, there's a channel that runs from Domino Sugar 
out to the key bridge. Mm. It's on average between 50, 55 feet. Get out of here. Yeah. That's because they have the big sugar boats that come in. Mm-hmm. And when they're loaded down, they're deep in the water. Right. So they need a deep channel so they can get the boats in and out. Let me ask you a question. Key Bridge, right? I'm right. coming from, what is it, like Glen Burnie, that side? Mm-hmm. And I'm coming over towards, like, what, Dundalk? Yeah. There's like a, there's like a boat that's, there's a, it looks like an abandoned boat. And it's still halfway out the water. You're talking you know about, about the wooden boat in Curtis Creek. Yes. Yeah. What is that? So... Every time I drive by, I just always look at Yeah, them. so That's in cool. Curtis Creek and Middle Branch, which is down by Harbor Hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be the graveyard for the old boats. Uh-huh. So instead of, like, cutting them up, dismantling them, they would just take the boats and they would sink them. They Basically, they'd park them side by side and they would just let them sink. But it looks really? cool as shit, yeah. though. Yeah. It looks cool, bro. Wow. So if you pull it up on, like, Google Maps and you look at Middle Branch... You can see the outlines of the old boats in the water. Wow. Look at that right now. You ever seen it? When you no. Drive? Yo, it looks it looks cool. Bro. Yeah. So if you're coming, this is weird. So if you're coming from Glen Burnie, mm-hmm. and you're coming around six ninety five, you have to be going towards the Key Bridge to see it. Okay. So if you're coming from Glen Burnie to the Key Bridge, when you get to the Draw Bridge, right. Look to your right hand side over the bridge. There's a boat. It's an old wooden boat. It's about halfway out of the water. It's like sticking up like that. Like, like the, the front of the boat is sticking out of the water. And wow. Yeah, and it's always there. Yeah. Wow. And it's it, looks, just, it looks really cool. It looks like history. Yeah, it's just an old boat that they dumped there That's because it. that was the graveyard for old boats. How That's about like cool. the, um, it's like a round piece of like concrete. It looks like there's cannons in it sticking out towards the water. You talk about... Uh, it's like octagonal shape. Yes. That's Fort Carroll. So that was, if I remember my history right, that was built, I think, just before World War One, And that was a, a military fort. Wow. That was a line of defense in case enemy ships came up the harbor. Oh. The fort was going to fire on the ships and intercept them before they could before get into the city. The yeah. That's so dope. Yeah, like yeah that, that, that's yeah. Fort Carroll. Yep, now I've thing. I've been on Fort Carroll really? a couple of times. It is absolutely disgusting. Really? Disgusting. <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that's so it. so it's been taken over by birds. There's like a million birds that live on this thing. At Fort uh, Carroll. Yeah. And yeah. it's just covered in bird shit. Are they ravens the whole or Oreos? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but it's how big is Fort Carroll? No, it's, it's not real big. Okay. But it's it's overgrown with trees. Nobody like owns it, or I don't know who owns it. Honestly, I, that's the big debate. But nobody's doing nothing with it. It's just, no, I mean, what would you do? Make it a prison. Nah, man, yo, you you can make it a, 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 hey, a party island. Bro. I was gonna yeah. say let's buy it and make it a party island, right? Like Ibiza, <laughs> but like of Baltimore, of right. Baltimore, so you the Ibiza of Baltimore, or you, you could turn it into show. Fight Island. A what? Fight Island, oh, fight. like They're UFC. Right. UFC yeah. had Fight Island. That would be dope. That would be dope. Y'all no billionaires listen to the take, show. Take a bunch of tough-ass guys, throw them on the island, be like, all right, survive. Right. This is the new Kumite. Right. And the winner, <laughs> right. Frank Dukes. Loser has to swim back after ass whooping. Two men enter, one man leaves. That's right. it. How about that? Like uh, Mad Max. Exactly. Thunderdome. Yep. Just but it'll be bro. like Thunder Island. Yeah, Thunder Island. Shut up. Thunder Island. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, three weeks from now, it's like, a billionaire it's bought right. the island. Right. Then they all yeah. Right. 
And, and that's Fort what again? Fort, Fort Carroll. Fort Carroll. Fort Carroll. Fort Carroll. We'll yeah. change the name. Absolutely. And like I said, it is absolutely disgusting. It's covered in bird shit I see it and, all the time. and bird bones. Like you go nice. on air, it just bird stinks. Bones. Yeah, because they die. I mean, they just yeah. they just rot and. Uh, Somebody's yeah. gotta go I know a guy that has a power washer, bro. That would do some. Do justice. wonders. Yeah. What? And just so you know, America, you're welcome. There it is. Fort McHenry is the reason why we have a country. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks to Baltimore. I know. Yep. You're welcome. So happy 4th of July to you. Yeah, how about that? Nice. There's a lot of history in this town. That's there awesome, is. Man. There's a lot of history in Baltimore. Wow. So so now are you swimming? Any, anything else you find? You ever found like a... So, yeah, we've... How was it finding bodies? Yeah. It's... So like I said, we have a system for searching... Uh, I'm not going to get too technical because it's extremely boring. Yeah, no, but then but, it gets, but all, do the bodies go all the way down, depending on... So there's a science to it. Like, if someone falls in the water, they drown. They'll float for a very short time, and then they'll sink to the bottom. Hmm. They'll stay at the bottom for a while, and then depending on the water temperature, once the water gets warm enough, the body will start to build gases inside, mm-hmm. and then it'll float to the surface again. Those so, gases got to come out. Yeah, so a body might sit at the bottom for months if somebody goes in the water in december january they might not resurface until april really yeah Mm. so usually in the springtime when i was in the marine unit we were generally pretty busy in the spring we would recover probably a handful of bodies every spring damn and they were people that had been missing since the winter wow Mm. um we've had a couple that had been down three four months oh wow yeah, that's not for me. I'm good. Yeah, it. My ten toes have to be on the ground. Absolutely. <clears throat> but it's a beautiful thing to watch when you guys go out there. Yeah, and when work. y'all go to do work, oh, it's right. beautiful. It's like, wow, they could do that. Oh, wow, look, what are they doing? Right. You know. But shout out to you know the dive team. Have you ever found any treasure down there? Yeah, like a gold coin. Yeah, like a gold coin from like George Washington. No, know, used to be up and down. <laughs> we, we, we found a lot of bird scooters. Bird scooters. Yeah, you know the little rental rental scooters. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, okay. Okay. oh yeah, okay. Because yeah. okay. yeah. the kids just toss them all in. Yeah, yeah. the kids yeah, yeah, just yeah. throw them in the water. They'll they'll break the heads off of them right around and then dump them in the water. Okay. Uh, so so dope, dope. we we would do that for training also. So the lieutenant mm. of the inner harbor unit, mm. he would just request us. Hey, can you guys come down? I've got <clears throat> X amount of scooters. Is he still in down area. there? Yeah. The current awesome. guy? The current guy? He's awesome. Yeah, he yeah. needs to come on the show. He's, yeah. He's amazing. He's super awesome. He's such an amazing person. He's, he's such a nice guy, and he is so smart. Yes. Like, when you have a conversation, he's a, an extremely intelligent man. He and really is. And he's yeah. an animal, too. Though. Yeah. Like, the way he, yeah. he be posting workout videos. Mm-hmm. He's a certain age. He's like, what, 50 something? Well, he challenges yeah. his guys. He's like, if you oh. can beat me on a PT test... You can have my job for a day. Mm. Yo, he mm. did something for me in the academy that I will never forget. Straight yeah. up. He's, an, always love him he's an awesome guy. Everybody in the harbor loves him. Yep. Awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, when the Marine unit got shut down, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Perfect. Uh, he was trying to get all the people from the Marine unit to the inner harbor unit. Right. Because it only makes sense. They're, they're similar. Right. They're, they're different, but they're similar. Right. They're still either on the water or extremely close to the water. Absolutely. We worked most of the same areas anyway. When I was in the Marine unit, if if we weren't actively working on a call, we were doing our patrols, and a big part of our patrol was the Inner Harbor. Mm. So we would take the boat, we would go down, we would hang out with the Inner Harbor unit guys, 
and we would back them up. If they needed to get from one side of the Inner Harbor to the next and they were in a hurry, like if they had an emergency call, I'd put them on the boat and say, okay, we're shooting across the water because instead of taking a car or go-kart or a bike all the way around the Inner Harbor, it might take 15, 20 minutes. It might take three minutes on a boat getting right. from one side to the other. Absolutely. So, I mean, we worked very closely with those guys. And so when we got shot down in a Marine unit, he was trying to absorb all of us just because I need, he was trying to get a boat down there also, just one boat. He was like, I just need a boat in case something happens. We can respond on the water. We can pull somebody out. We can rescue somebody. We can respond to a boat that's having an emergency, something like that. Well, that didn't happen for whatever reason, but it would have been great if it would have. Real Baltimore question. Did you yeah. ever meet Captain Chesapeake out there? I never met Captain Chesapeake. <sighs> who's job, who's so, Captain so, Chesapeake? He's a, he's a legend in the area. Baby. Yep. Sorry, put me on. Us, us, we're New York. Yeah, I'm lost. Oh, no. Captain Chesapeake used to come on every day after school. Yep. And Channel 45, and he was just like, he just brightened your day, bro. He was just like, he was on the water. Captain Chesapeake. Captain yeah. Chesapeake. Have Nessie the Loch Ness Monster just come up chill with him. Uh, it, you know what yeah, mean? so he, he was like, he was like the Mr. Rogers of Baltimore. Oh, yeah, he, he was like, he, he was the Baltimore kid's character. Yes. Nice. So he would do Cap. like the. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but he, yeah, there he is. Yep, Modern Captain day Barney. Yep. Loch, oh, yep. Loch Ness, Nessie. Wow, that's yeah, dope. Yeah, come out every day. See, okay. Uh, every yeah, day. He, he, was, he was a Baltimore <laughs> legend. That's oh, awesome. It's ex exactly. That's yep. all you can see. It, you see Captain Chesapeake, people are like, oh, my God. Yep. That's dope. So, all right, back to when I was in Citywide Robbery. So I was there for a couple months, and then I had the opportunity to go to the Marine Unit because I had been on a dive team for – I don't even know how long, like a year or two before that. So the sergeant of the Marine unit was trying to bring me over because he needed someone else on the unit. And I had experience working on diesel engines. Well, they had one boat that had diesel engines that nobody else really wanted to work on. Mm. So he was like, all right, well, you have experience. I want to bring you over as a diesel mechanic. You're also a diver. He's like, I'll teach you how to operate boats, which I was never a big boat guy mm -hmm. before going to the Marine Unit. Uh, so I went there. All the guys in the Marine Unit taught me how to operate boats, and then you, you learn over experience, time, so forth. Uh, so that's how I ended up in the Marine Unit, and I was there for about three years. Nice. I'm sure that was a lot of fun. It was good. How was it in the wintertime? Cold. Yeah, very Still cold. Go out there and do what you got to do. Yeah, um, so we had covered boats that we would run in the wintertime. Ah. Uh, so we had one big boat that had heat built into it. The little boats, we would run like uh, little electric heaters. It never made it warm, but it made it suck just a little bit less. Now, let's say I have a boat, right? And I'm a stupid guy and I ran out of gas. You guys could tow me? We could tow you out of the channel. Now, it wasn't our job to basically tow you back to where you were going because there's companies that do that. Oh. But if, you're, if your boat is broken down and you're out of gas and you're in a navigation channel where there's boats going in and out, we're going to get you out of the way so you're not interfering with 
the traffic. The traffic. Makes sense. And we're going to look out for your safety. Right. If there's a big storm coming, we're not just going to leave you hanging. That's like if there's, say there's a big thunderstorm and you're on like a small boat, we're not just going to be like, hey, you're out of the channel. Good luck. Yeah. See you next time, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, see, that's, that's <laughs> the, our, our, our concern was always for. Right. The safety of the people. Absolutely. Yeah, always. Uh, that's a great. Where Where did you all stop in like National Guard, Coast Guard, like picks up? Mm-hmm. Well, not not National Guard, but Coast Guard. Like, is there a kind of. How far line? did you go out? Yeah, how far did you go out, if you will? So, Baltimore Water goes out to the Key Bridge. The Key Bridge mm-hmm. actually divides mm-hmm. Baltimore City, Baltimore County water. Mm-hmm. It It's kind of hard to explain, but. On one side of the bridge is city water. On the other side is county water. Gotcha. So we would go as far as just past the Key Bridge. So you have Fort Armstead down in the southern. Just a little bit past that, we would go. Mm. So that's city water. Now, Anne Arundel County didn't have a marine unit for a while. I don't. I still don't know if they even do now. Mm. So we had a memorandum of understanding. If something happened in northern Anne Arundel County, we could respond to that because... Sometimes we would get there before Natural Resources Police or the Coast Guard. Gotcha. So there, there was no real area where, like, our coverage ended and the Coast Guard picked up. We worked side by side on a lot of things. Um, so the Coast Guard, they're a national mm-hmm. agency. They, they can go any waters in the mm-hmm. U.S. They have jurisdiction mm-hmm. in any waters. So we would work side by side with them sometimes they couldn't go out on the water for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and we would respond or they would get a call for something and they couldn't respond. They would call us Mm -hmm. or something would come up and we'd call them. Hey, we need help. Can you, can you guys come out here and help us? Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing with natural resources, police transportation authority has a Marine unit. We've we've worked with them. We've worked with Baltimore County Marine unit, Uh, natural resources, police. We've worked with them. Mm -hmm. So all these other agencies, it's not really, hey, this is your area and this is mine. We all kind of shared just just to make sure that the job got done. Yes. Just when when safety is an issue, it was basically whoever got there first. Right. Shout out to DNR and Coast Guard. I know one Coast Guard, he's in the Northeast. Shout out to that guy. You ever seen the Coast Guard do like something cool? Like dive in and cause those guys, they just different. Yeah, they are different. Uh, they dive into like those storms and shit. Yeah, not, not so much the ones in Baltimore because they they don't oh, have the helicopter. They don't have the helicopter on oh, site. Oh, they just have a boat. Yeah, they've got boats. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, but we worked real close with a lot of those guys. I became friends with a couple of them. Uh, I mean, just would you say that the uh, the Marine unit is vital to uh, police work in Baltimore City? I would say so. So just let me let me break it down for you. So. Baltimore is 92 square miles, roughly. Of that 92 square miles, almost 12 miles of that is water. Mm. So it's over 12% of Baltimore City is water. Mm. So we were talking earlier about the marinas. There's several marinas within Baltimore City, and people live on their boats. There's a bunch of people that live on our boats in these marinas throughout the city. Uh, we did the numbers a couple of years back, and it comes to right around 3,000 people 
Wow. Live wow. On the water. They live in a marina. Yeah. Year round? Yeah. 3,000 citizens that. live on a boat. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Tax is different? What's that? Tax is different. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, dope. I didn't know that. I don't. I don't you know. You have to pay a rent. Yeah, you have to pay a slip fee. Yeah, so slip fee is nothing. You, you own yeah. A mortgage. So you own the boat. You have to pay for utilities. Yeah. Cool. And then you pay a slip fee. Okay. Uh, most slip fees really aren't that much. Okay. Was it yearly? Yeah, generally. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're getting a, we're getting a yacht, bro. And you go wherever you want. Whenever. Yeah, you, you want. get you get tired of one place, you go to untie the next one. and you go to the next one. There's a lot of people that do it. Wow. Damn. But yeah, so. There was an officer that did that. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Yeah. He'd have done he was an awesome guy, man. He, he was the class before me. Was he? Yeah. Uh, and I'd just seen him not that long before that. Really? And then. He invited me out. To me too. Place. He invited me out all the time. I had right just, before that happened. I had just met him. He's like. so spooky. Once you come out to the boat, I'm like. I don't know you like that, bro. But uh, so, holy shit, we were working. It was like three a.m. He's like, "Come to let's go to the boat. Yeah. Let's go drink." And I'm like, "So we recovered his body, really? What? Yep, yep. That must have been hard, right? It was tough because it was your own. It was your own. It, it, like I said, he was the class ahead of me, and I was friends with him. Wow, that was mm. the uh, suicide, right? No, that was. Mm. I think that was an accidental. 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 Yeah. yeah. So. Nothing, nothing from what I saw looked like a suicide. It, it, accidents happen. I think, my personal opinion, this isn't the opinion of any detective or mm-hmm. anything like that. My personal opinion, he was cleaning his boat because there was a lot of things on the pier. I think he was just taking things off of his boat, cleaning, moving some stuff around. You know, when you're working, you get like a little quick step to you. He might... I can only assume maybe he took a quick step, went to jump from the pier onto his boat, maybe slipped, hit his head, fell in the water. That's all it takes. Yeah, it it doesn't take much. I mean, if you knock yourself unconscious and you fall in the water, you you can't rescue yourself. Nobody sees anything. Right. Jeez. Right. Especially, you know. But yeah, I mean, he was a friend of mine. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. And it it wasn't long before that. I worked overtime with him in the central and the lieutenant from that shift was my old sergeant when I was in the Eastern. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to put you with him because I know you two know each other. You get along, you guys, you'll work great together. Mm -hmm. And we rode around. And the thing with him, like as I rode around with him that night, he knew all the, like the little corner carry outs. Mm -hmm. So we stopped at a carry out and there's a homeless guy there. He's like, Hey, can you give me some money, food, bottle of water, something? So he walked in the carry out and he bought this guy a sandwich. He was like, just put it on my tab. He takes the sandwich, walks out, gives it to the homeless guy. Mm. Didn't, wouldn't take an apology, wouldn't take anything. Just, wow. here's your sandwich. I hope this brightens your day. Like he was just that kind He's of person. He's that genuine guy. Yeah. That's amazing. He's, he saw a person in need and he did. A little thing that helped this guy a lot. Absolutely. So I mean, that was just the, the, the kind of guy he was. And that's how I remember. Not and now it was overtime that I met him, and he was just so cool, so laid back, just just a likable guy, man. Yeah, he really was likable. 
And he did. He, he invited me out to his boat. I'm like, bro, I don't really do the boat thing. It's not really my. But he was generally like, yo, come on, bro. We, after this, I'll take you out and, you know, we'll just go out and oh, hang yeah. out. I'm oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sad. Damn. Yep. Yeah. So it's safe to say that the Marine unit is a must need for the boat, for the city. You I need would, you. I, I would say so. Yeah, people fall in the water all the time. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would say so. You the, the Marine unit has been around um, for a very long time. I think it says since the 1860s. Yes. Why not only because of the tradition, but because it's needed? Again, I didn't know it was 12%, 3,000 people in the water. Yeah, yes. I didn't know it either. I'm That's just crazy. telling you right now, yeah. I can't swim. So, so Shout out to y'all. Why would you not have people that could swim go out in the goddamn city that had right. oh, damn, they're 50, 15% water? Most right. of them and I'm sure can't in this swim. town, there's a lot of people that can't swim. Right. Absolutely. I'm, a, I'm an orca in the water. Yeah. I know how to defend myself. Shit. I'm not going to say that I'm a great swimmer. I'm, I'm a goddamn probably anchor. above average. Nice. Like, I'm not going to win gold medals anytime soon. That's never going to happen. No. I'm going to look cute doing it, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how heavy is the equipment? I'm gonna go so, the that. equipment we wear, uh, once it's all put together, it probably adds about 80 pounds to me. That's a lot. Yes. That's yeah. a lot. Yo. Yep. Still and, the and the funny thing is, like, you see people scuba diving on TV and in movies and are just like floating along in right. the water. You get out of the water, you're not floating. No, mm. you're not. You're heavy as shit. That, the gear is heavy as shit. Wow. And it's tiring, right? Yeah. Super tiring. Yeah. So, so you're not buoyant, is what you're saying. Great marine word. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, and for the listeners, just a little explanation of the gear that we use. So we use basically the same gear like recreational scuba divers wear. Like you go to the Bahamas, you go scuba diving, the, the same gear. Ours is just a little bit more rugged. Mm-hmm. It's upgraded a little bit more. Like it, the scuba tank on the back, we've got the vest with the mm-hmm. air pocket in it. I, I'm going to keep it real simple so that way I don't bore your No, it's fine. To death. No, no, Listen, it's, 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 you're teaching. But I'm going to keep it basic. So you wear uh, the buoyancy compensator, which is the vest that you wear on your back. You got the scuba tank behind that. You got the hoses that come off. Uh, most recreational scuba divers will wear like the mask that covers their eyes and their nose, and they'll have the piece that goes in their mouth that they breathe from. Well, we'll wear uh, a full face mask. Mm-hmm. It covers the whole face. It's got a microphone in it. It's got speakers over the ears. Oh, we wow. can actually talk to each other under mm-hmm. the water. Nice. Uh, so that way... And we can talk to the surface also. So a person on the surface, they drop what's called a transponder in the water, mm-hmm. and then they'll put headphones on, and they'll have a microphone just like we do, except they're standing on the surface and we're in the water. So we can talk back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's not super clear. It's not like us talking here, but if you speak slowly and clearly, you can communicate. Uh, other than that, I mean, most of our gear is basically the same stuff that the average recreational diver wears wow it's just a little bit tougher because we abuse it absolutely i mean uh, when you go on vacation do you like go scuba diving i haven't been scuba diving recreationally in years Mm. yeah i'm supposed to be going to jamaica later this year nice and i can't wait tell you that water won't be murky no it won't (laughs) so be doing this so when i started scuba diving I was deployed. I was in Guantanamo Bay. Mm. 
So I was already in the Caribbean. I was like, I'm here. I'm going to learn how to scuba dive. So that's where I got certified. And while I was there, I made my way up the master diver. Wow. So within a year, I went from no experience whatsoever to a master diver. That's crazy. And there's only so much you can do while you're there. Scuba diving is one of them, and that's what I did a lot of. Good for you. That's awesome. How many like dives does it take to be a scuba diver? To be a master scuba diver. So to be a master scuba diver, you well, have hours. You have to have a minimum of fifty open water dives. Mm, fifty open water dives. Yeah. Wow. So there's there's standards that you have to meet to go to the next level. Like you do your your basic open water, which to get that you do a book portion, then you start in a pool. Once the instructor sees that you're comfortable and you can do certain things in a pool, then you go out into open water, like out into a lake, a quarry, uh, Guantanamo Bay, wherever, out in the ocean. And they're going to give you a couple more tests. They just want to make sure that you can, you're not going to panic, make sure that you can perform the functions that is required. So once you do your basic open water, then you get your advanced open water, which you're just taking it up to the next step. And then once you get your advanced open water, you start getting specialties like deep water diving. I'm certified to dive to 130 feet. Mm. Yeah. The deepest I've been so far is 110 feet. Wow. Uh, how are the lungs at that level? How are the lungs? Yeah. Uh, when you're at that depth, your body kind of adjusts and you don't really notice much of a difference. Wow. What do you see there? 110 feet below the ocean. What do you, what's down there? Right. So you talking about jaws? Like, what's going on? So this was in this was in Cuba, and it was right on a tectonic plate. So it dropped off. Oh. So Ooh. the water went down, and it was right on the, the south side of Cuba. So just like any beach, the, the, the bottom will go down, get deeper and deeper and deeper. So we went out, we went down, and we were at, the ledge is right at, 110 feet so we swam right to the ledge mm-hmm. and we were at the ledge i could look up and the water was so clear i could watch the waves break over top of me wow no way. beautiful 110 feet down. i was 110 feet down and i could watch the waves break over top Are of like me. fishes bumping into you any close yeah. encounters yes what a buck of fact absolutely so so here, here's one for you guys and the listeners well that shit fell in your stomach so <laughs> diving in guantanamo bay uh-huh there's a lot of coral formations, like big rocks. Okay. And there's like valleys cut in them. Right. Like grooves. And you can swim through them. And I mean, these rocks are like 30 feet tall. So wow. I'm swimming through one, me and a couple buddies, and we're swimming. Mm-hmm. And I come out of this this crack, and I come face to face with a barracuda. Oh! And this thing, I shit you not, guys. This thing was probably as big as I am. Are you kidding yeah. me? So... I come face to face with it. I'm looking at this thing, and me and this fish, we're both in shock. Like, what, what the, the hell are you doing here? What, what the fuck is right. about to happen? The barracuda's which one? That's the one with the big gnarly with the teeth. Big They're gnarly like real teeth. long and yeah. skinny. Yeah. Oh, that they eat. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I come face to face with this thing. We're like three or four feet away from each other. Oh. There's no way I, I can fight this thing in the water. This, no. This thing is much more better equipped Absolutely. in the water than I am. No matter how much experience or whatever. That shit is out of the window. I'm in this fish's world. So I come face to face with this thing, and we're both like staring each other down. And we just kind of 
parted our ways. Yeah. I'm like, you go that way. I'm, I'm going, going this, this way. way. Right. right. And it just, we, we came face to face. We looked at each other and we just kind of parted. Wow. Just, just let me see a power cord real quick. Right there. Yep. Right that's right it. That's right there. Yep. That's an ugly dude. Oh, it's they got some, boy. they got some big gnarly teeth too. Look at that one. Mm-mm. Yep. I'm good. Yeah, they, they got they got some. Mm-hmm. They got some big was it, gnarly. Was he that color? Was he that silver color? Yeah, yeah. He just looked at you like, "What's up?" Yeah, and you're like, "What's good?" He got the yep. drop on you. Like, what would you have done? I, what could I do? I was in his world. Don't you guys carry knives? Though? Yeah, it's down on my cash, yeah, bro. Yeah, you ain't I mean, knives. you got that in the water? I, I would have tried, but I don't. I don't think I would have won that fight. Their teeth are That's, serious, right? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you, you, you'd have killed them, but it it sucked. Because guess what smells blood while you're down there as right. well. And there, there were sharks down there too. And there's yeah. sharks down there. Yeah. And they could smell that like three miles away. Yeah. Now, I never saw anything crazy like great whites or anything like that. We had, um, in the bay, there was these little sharks. I don't even know what they were. Wow. But, like, we'd be fishing and we'd catch one. How about octopus? Never saw an octopus. Wow. Saw a puffer fish. Any uh, dolphins? No dolphins. Sea turtles. Uh, a lot of different fish. When I saw how big a dolphin really is, I'm like, why do people in, in like they're in, huge? They're huge. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're huge. Hey, you're like six six foot two, bro. Yeah, mad friendly. When they want to be, when they want right. to be, them joints swim like eighty miles per hour. Oh yeah, they're, they're swift. When your ass yeah. swift with that nose, what put you on your ass? That's a, yep. a bottlenose dolphin. The bottlenose. Yep. Yeah. I never know. No, but yeah, so my world. So the uh, the picture top right, the one you just scrolled off of, that's what the waters look like in Guantanamo Bay. That's beautiful. Oh wow, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Clear, Crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. clear. Nice and you warm. can see the fish. You can see a distance. Nice and warm. Most of the time, I was diving in like shorts and a t-shirt. Mm. Nice. I would grab the pretty ass fish, put that shit in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But yeah, it, it wow. was it was fantastic down there. That's awesome. Damn, in a year. You became master? Yeah. Yep. Like, that was my big focus down there. I was down there for a year. Uh, and when I wasn't doing my assigned job down there, my focus was scuba diving. Nice. So every time I had a day off, me and a couple buddies, we'd load our tanks up, grab our gear, go down to the beach, and we'd go diving. Go discover some shit. Just just to do it. <clears throat> so now you're going to Jamaica, and you say you're going to... So, like, when you go to Jamaica, you're going to show them, like, a card, like... Hey, I'm a master diver. What's up? Yeah. I'm trying so to dive. You have a log book. So oh, a log book. As you do a dive, you log the depth, the time, who you were diving with, so on and so forth. So you also have cards, like certification cards. So for each level that you do, they give you a certification card. So you get one for like basic diver. You get one for advanced. You get one for like deep diver. You get one for boat diver. You get one for like underwater photography. Like everything you do, you get a card for uh, nice. So being on a dive team with the, the police department, we get one for public safety diver. So that shows that we've done the prerequisites and we've done the, the training. requirements, yeah. Right. To be able to do the job of a police diver. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Why? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's one thing I never had any interest in. Yeah. Never, ne- never wanted to swim yeah, with I great whales. That's, that's you, and that's I think it's Shark Week right now. Yeah, that's not. I'm that not. Job, I'm man. no. I'm good. Yeah. So another close call I had. Uh, it was. It was not long after Steve Irwin got killed. 
That's Ooh, my stuff. And, the stingray, yeah. And he was killed by a stingray. Yeah. So down there, there's a bunch of like little stingrays. Right. That's, and the chest, too. Oh, right. That's when the tail just... Yeah. yeah. The tail, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we used to see the little stingrays all the time, and they're like 12, 14 inches across. They're not big at all. No. And the, the barb on them is only like two or three inches. I'm sorry, what's it called? The barb. The That's, bar, the actually yeah, stinger. Yeah, the, the stinger. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So the stinger's only like two or three inches. So we used to see them all the time. It, being dumb guys, we'd go down and we'd fuck with them. Yeah. Poke them with a stick or whatever, ah. just to get them to swim. Right. Yeah. Just because you want to watch them swim around. So I was on a dive one day, and water's crystal clear, and I see this fish. This thing is... Enormous fish. Yeah, it's called a Goliath grouper. A grouper. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, they're huge. And a grouper, but not a Goliath. Goliath. So these things are like five, six hundred pounds. They're huh? huge. What? Huge. Like a, a beluga. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this thing, and it's like swimming in and out of in and out of a rock. <laughs> so I'm I'm watching this fish. It's just swimming out of a rock, like minding its own business. Big ass is real just, slow. Just big as shit. Right. So I'm like, all right. That's awesome. Animals, bro. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. I've seen one. That's awesome. That's that disgusting. Yeah. 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 They are they are enormous. Yeah. That looks like something else. You're mm. funny. But it's uh, that big, I ain't going in it. So, so, so I swim up on this thing and I'm checking it out. I'm just kind of like watching it from a distance. So I'm like, all right, cool. I I've seen it. Time to move on. So I go to swim and I see these two big balls. They look like eight balls. These two big black balls. Damn. So I'm looking at it. He's and I packing, can, huh? I can. Aww. No, it's not on the fish. Oh. This yeah. is like in the sand. Oh. So I'm like, what the? And I see the outline. It's a stingray. It's probably six feet across. Oh. And I'm looking at this thing. He's looking at you. And I see this. It's just laying there. Just laying there. And I can see the outline because what they'll do is they'll sit on the bottom and they'll flip sand on top of them. This is eyes. To, to cover the. the the camouflage themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I see is its eyes. And these things are like the size of eight balls. So I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, holy shit. That thing is huge. And the only thing I could think of was Steve Irwin. Wow. So I start doing like the little back pedal. Back the hell up out of Dodge. Like, I'm right. like, fuck this. I'm out. Uh, nope. But the only thing I could think of was Steve Irwin. I was like, ah. Was not going to catch me like I'm that. not fucking with that thing. So nope. when it stings you, what is it like? Electricity? What? No, it, they're poison. Yeah, they're oh, poison. Yeah. So... And the yeah, I don't need that. the stinger on the one that I saw was probably fourteen inches long, like twelve to fourteen inches. Yeah, long. It was that's big. gonna penetrate. And me. I'm looking at that thing. Think there was a little bit of distance between him and me. I wasn't trying to close that distance any more than I already had. Because you know what he was doing? He was probably trying to eat. He was eyeing me up. Yeah. yeah he he was like, is is he a threat or is he food? Exactly. I thought it was lunchtime. Right. You know how big stingrays get, bro. But do they eat humans? No, no, oh, they'll no. sting you though. Most of the time, they'll eat like uh, target practice. Beep. They eat stuff off the See bottom, like shellfish. Oh, okay, yeah. they'll eat like conch. Yeah, that's why I don't go to the ocean. I, I, that's not my thing. I go to about the knees, right? Here. I'm good. Get the toes wet, you know. Dunk a couple people in the pool. I'm there all day. Oh, pool. Right. Yeah. Forgot about it. I'm a pool master. So, pool dive master. <laughs> My my daughter wants to start diving. That's cool. That's awesome. she, How old is she? Ten. Nice. Oh, she's oh. female on Instagram. I know Joe Rogan spoke about her. Her name is like Valentina or something like that. She dives 
Um, like she's a free like free diving. That's a totally different skill. Yeah, and then she like grabs the fish. She comes up. She like scales it, cooks it. Mm. Yeah, and she's beautiful. But like the things that she does, it's just it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit much. That's a whole new level because they can hold their breath for free diving. Yeah, yeah. Really? They they hold yeah. their breath for. There's no tank. Yeah, no tank. They How? they take a breath at the surface. They hold their breath and they swim down. Do what they do. Yeah, and like like female free divers. You see her. How. Hmm. <laughs> How long can a person hold their breath to free dive that low? That's how they do. So there's there's a guy I oh. I was reading about it online. I think he held his breath for like thirty minutes. Thirty minutes? Yeah. yeah. I think it's like some Russian guy. Wow. But he held his breath for like some ridiculous amount of time. Are you kidding me? Like I, I read that, I was like, there is absolutely no way. So I guess you just train your body to do that. Yeah. Damn. I'm good. I can do all right, but That's I, I'm not holding my breath that long. No, give, give me a good 30 seconds. I got you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. When I was younger, I could hold my breath a lot longer. Really? Yeah. What's the longest you can hold your breath for? I think the longest I've ever held my breath was about four minutes. Four minutes? Yeah. Wow. And... It's when I was going through my pool phase of the dive training. Nice. So the instructor was like, all right, we're going to have a little contest, see who can stay down the longest. Uh-huh. And at the, I was young. I was in shape, just great shape. I was working out all the time. Cut like Bruce Lee. And I was constantly in the pool. Or Jim Kelly. <laughs> One of the two. Right. My man. But I was... <laughs> <laughs> But I, I was I was always in the pool. Like I spent a lot of time in the pool. Uh-huh. So it came down to me and one other guy. Everybody else they stayed down for a while. They came up to the surface. So it's just me and one other guy. We're staring at each other. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I am not losing. I am not losing this competition. I will black out before, before. I lose this. Right. Wow. Just I had that mindset. I am not giving up on this. So at the time was I think right around four minutes. Wow. The Cuba Gooden on him. What was it? Uh, Men of Honor. I'd have came up like 15 times already. That was a good movie. <laughs> that, great. That, that was a great movie. How many you got for me, Cookie? How many steps you got? I love that movie. So what's next for you with the department? Any 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 places you want to go besides uh, the good old... Uh, uh, well, yeah, you're a detective now. Yeah. Um, so now I'm back in uh, Citywide Robbery. I've been up there for about three weeks. Mm. Uh, it's good. It's real good. I work with a good bunch of guys. Nice. And one female. Excellent. She's awesome. Uh, we have good supervisors. Good. So you f- you feel it's good. Yeah. It's a nice yeah, spot. It's, it's good. And uh, we don't have the workload like we did when we were handling everything. Right. The street robberies, the shoplifting's going wrong, stuff like that. We We only handle commercial robberies, carjackings. And like certain patterns. Okay. Awesome. Like the crime patterns. Nice. Do you think you want to move up in management or you go right where you're at? For right now, I'm good where I'm at. That's cool. Next year, another year or two, I might decide I want to move up. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm happy where I'm at. Nah, that's good. I like it there. You think um, you think they ever bring the Marine in the back? I don't know. If they do, you will. Will you still go back to it? Would you want to? I don't know. I don't think so. 
I think I'm happy where I'm at. You know, when I was there, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. It was a great gig. It was, it was chill. Like a lot of time, just chill. Just ride around on the boat. Mm-hmm. We'd go around the marinas, wave to people. Like the people loved us. They liked seeing us. Most of them. Yeah. I mean, of course, you got some people that just absolutely hate the police, no matter what you do. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people loved us. Nice. And like. The, the most stressful part of my day, most days, was my arm would get sore from waving at people. Nice. Because you're going across the water, you're just waving. Waving at everybody. Uh, that was most days. Now, granted, just like anywhere else, you can go from zero to 100. Right. Like that. Because the call comes out, you got to rush out there, depending on what the call is. It's, it was a great gig. It really was. Uh, it was very rewarding. With both the free time that we had, not so much the free time, but just the riding around, just the patrolling, just enjoying the day. Absolutely. You're out on the water. You're enjoying the sun, the weather. Building relationships. Building relationships. We're stopping in the marinas, talking to boat owners, talking to the management from the marinas. You're going down to the Inner Harbor. You're going to the restaurants down there. You're talking to the people. You're just, you're, you're associating with people all over nice uh community policing is what you're doing that's exactly what it was i'm sure those boat owners appreciate you guys out there because they know something happens you guys are nearby right yeah we we did many uh things for the boat owners like we had a boat fire uh we would we would rescue people from the water we had a couple guys down at harbor hospital out fishing in a canoe and a storm came in, flipped the canoe. They're stranded out in the water. Mm-hmm. So we went out, rescued them, pulled them up, got them to land. We even got their canoe. Nice. I, I found it. I don't know how I found it, but found it floating in the water. It was just below the surface. Found it, pulled it up on the boat, took it back to land. It was like, hey, we saved your canoe for you, too. Wow. It's uh, awesome, man. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was good. The sights were nice. We, we would go out, uh, me and a couple other guys in the unit, one guy most particularly, uh, he smoked cigars, so we would go out on the water. It's a good man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nice sunset. We'd go out on the boat. We'd smoke a cigar. My man. Turn some music on. Just My relax. My man. Right. Uh, just, it was a good time. It really was. Excellent. Uh, but then again, I mean, we could get a call and... Like that, Let's it could be, work. it's work time, right. Right. Cigars in the water, we're going to work. We're, for whatever we're getting called for. Wow. That's uh, super dope. But yeah. So you guys have any more questions about diving? No, I'm good. And would you like to give any shout outs before we wrap this thing up? Shout outs. I mean, there's there's a bunch of shout outs. Well, let's ham. I'm not going to name them by names, but I mean, we talked earlier about being on the department and my time there. You know, I've really lucked out. I've had some really good supervisors. Right. I've had a couple bad ones, but, you know, for the most part, I've really had some good supervisors. Uh, so it's been good. Oh, real quick shout out. So when the Marine unit got did get shut down, uh, I was in contact with a guy from California. He run the dive team out in California. Uh, he also owns a company doing dive products. 
Mm. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. It's called Black Mask Divers. Nice. So when when they shut the Marine unit down, I was in contact with this guy, Kevin. Never met the guy face-to-face. Just we're talking back and forth. I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, just keep your head up. Just the guy was like really there for support. And he does make some really awesome t-shirts, some great stickers, and he makes some great dive products. Nice. So I Shout think, out to him. Shout out to Kev. Very yep. nice. Mask divers. Yep. Dope. I'm sending some cool t-shirts, t-shirt. even though yep. I don't dive. Absolutely. I like it. Yep. We dive in the hood, though. There you go. Oh, we dive give it a dream voice. I like it. Else, We've done some diving in the hood, too. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Dre, what you got? Peace and love. Triple C. I love this episode. Me too. Be the change in the world you want to make. All right, my people. This episode, episode 85. I would like to thank my brother Josh for coming out and telling the world about the Marine Unit. That's huge. And any police department, of course, that has water. Right. Yeah, I know they got, they got a big... Yeah. Coastal Michigan yeah. and all the everything. Other. New York's what? Marine Unit is enormous. Of course, it's enormous. Hell yeah! Like they've got boats. They need a crew of like eight people Easy, just, yeah. just to take the boat out on the water. Right. The, the current sergeant there now was telling me about it. it was dope. Yeah. How, shout out to that sergeant that's over there. Um, I don't want to say his name. He's been there for a while. Where's that? He, in the dive team here. Oh yeah, yeah. Great dude. Kr. Yeah. We're just calling Kr. New York. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kr. He he is very passionate about the whole diving thing. Yeah. He is. He, he's the one. Uh, big shout out to him. You know, in the department, if you can write a grant, you're worth your weight in gold. Mm-hmm. So he is exceptionally well with writing grants. He's got. I think he wrote the grant to where every dive team in the state has the same gear wow. so we can dive with state police and we all have the same exact gear right. so we know how it's set up we know how it operates we know how it all works so i think he wrote the grant to get everyone in the state the same gear nice and you want to talk about a fish in the water you want to talk about the guy that can hold his breath for 30 minutes I, I would put him up to the challenge nice he uh he's a little guy but he, he's a fish in the water he really is he's an animal on the streets too. yeah yeah and he is very passionate about diving nice he matter of fact there's a manual so there's a, a sanctioning body that like you've heard of patty for certifying people for scuba diving mm-hmm. well there's another one called naui n-a-u-i they're big in like the the public safety and more like the professional diving aspect he contributed to writing the manual for public safety diving. Nice. So if you get the NAWI manual for public safety diving, the Baltimore Police dive team is mentioned in it. Wow. Super dope. And it, you can only contribute it to him. Wow. Because he's that passionate about he's, it. He's going to come on the show and spoke about it. It'll be dope. Did you? It'll be good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That guy knows so much oh, yeah. about diving. And... He, he had so many connections in the maritime world when we were in the Marine unit. He knew everybody. He had phone numbers for everybody. The gentleman that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. he had their phone number. Mm. He would set up meetings with them. Like he, 
Hey, we need to talk. He told me how to use my pants. Like if I fall in the water, mm-hmm. take my pants off, mm-hmm. tie it. Tie the legs it, together. Use it as a you know, flotation. Put it over your neck and you scoop air. Nice. You scoop air and use that like a life jacket. Yep. Nice. Yep. It's good to know. Can't wait to have him on. Yeah. Absolutely. And with that being said. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. Remember, this podcast is, a, is for everybody, not just law enforcement. We love everybody. Everybody has a voice. We had to bridge that gap and just enjoy it, man. More love, more life. More laughs. Episode 85. Take care. The views and opinions expressed on the Silverback podcast are those of the hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.